Tuesday morning on the Nahum Siegel Network. Good morning, everybody. My name is Mayor Fertig. This is the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Thank you for listening to JM in the AM, and thank you for staying with us now as the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction for this Tuesday, the 30th of June, 2015, the 13th of Tammuz, 5775. This coming Shabbos is Parshas Bullock, so we will explore the most famous lyric in Jewish music to come out of Parshas Bullock, which is which are the words, Matovu Ohalecha Yaakov Mishkin Osecha Yisrael. And uh, there are, uh, by conservative estimate, about two dozen versions of that song, uh, two dozen songs with those words in our uh, in our digital archive at the Nachum Siegel Network. And so uh, we thought it would be fun to play a, a number of those. We'll probably get to six, seven, maybe eight of them in the course of the show. So uh, that's coming up this morning. We'll speak to Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. He, he is the editor of OUTorah.org. And uh, we'll discuss an amazing new project coming up that is possibly beyond the scope or scale of anything that's been attempted before in online Torah study. And uh, that sounds very dramatic. I know it also happens to be mostly true. So uh, so stick with us for that. And I hope we're going to check in with Ellie Hagler. Where did Ellie Hagler go? Because I'm not Ellie Hagler, and Ellie Hagler has been the longtime host of this show. So where is Ellie Hagler? We'll try to answer that question also coming up here on the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. So in the meantime, let's start with some music. This is uh, Shlemy Kaufman from his album MS2 here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
The album is called Leil Shishi, David Kalish, and the words Matovu Ohalacha Yaakov here on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thank you so much for uh, continuing your morning with us here on NSN. Uh, you're listening uh, on dot You're listening on the app. You may be listening on the listen line anywhere uh, you're doing that. In any event, thank you for spending time with us. We appreciate it. Before David Kalish, we heard Shlemy Kaufman also with Matovu. The, that is our musical theme for this morning's program, since those words are found in Parshas Balak this coming Shabbos. Uh, and uh, we thought it would be interesting to explore different versions of that song. So we'll have more of that coming up here on the Nachum Siegel Network. But first, let's turn to our uh, first guest. Now, Rabbi Jack Abramowitz is the editor of OUTorah.org. Welcome back to the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. Um, Rabbi Abramowitz, you are um, the the principal author of, uh, I guess, most of the written words that appear on OU Torah. Uh, and you are also the editor, the person who uh, collates, who uh, who uh, edits and produces uh, a lot of the a great deal of the material there, and decides what what goes on there. Um, you are, in addition to the internet, and I'm just giving people a, ba- a little bit of background here. In addition to what's actually on the website, you produce daily emails, which are immensely popular. Um, and have been for many years and a whole bunch of different things. And you've got a new one coming up that will, I think, far surpass in terms of the, the length and breadth of the project anything that's been tried before in terms of, uh, you know, a commitment to, to ongoing production for, for online Torah study. And tell us about that. Well, for the past four years, mm-hmm. we've been running a program via email, and it also appears on the web, mm-hmm. called Hashona Halachas. And the name comes from a Talmudic dictum, which we say is part of our Shabbos davening, which is that somebody who learns Jewish laws every day can rest assured that he has earned a place in the world to come. And that's because by reviewing the laws and mm-hmm. implementing them, that's important. You actually have to follow them and not just read them. Right. But by, by a constant study and review of the laws, we will inculcate and, and internalize these ideas and and put them into action. Right. So we've been doing two halachas a day because it's Hashona halachas, the one who learns Jewish laws. So someone should learn two Jewish laws every day. Plural. Plural. And uh, so for the past four years, we've been learning from the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. Mm-hmm. So I take the text of the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch and I write a translation. It's not word for word. I, I do tend to massage it so that it reads more fluidly in English and you know, I, I may right. s- simplify or add or delete in order to make it. So it's not claiming to be a, a direct word for word, but it's got the content. Right. I'll just interject because you're going to be too modest to mention this. We get emails complimenting this material virtually every week, some of them effusive. People really, really like this stuff. So Yes, yeah, okay. no, it's very gratifying. So go on. So uh, in any event, we're wrapping up the last few halachas in the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. A four-year project. Four-year project. That's a lot. And uh, rather than run it again, as we typically do, so mm-hmm. Nachyomi, for example, you can complete all the books of the, the Bible in the books of the prophets and the writings in a two-year cycle. Right. Daf Yomi, one can complete the entire Babylonian Talmud in a seven-year cycle, etc. Of course, the Parsha we go through every year. Right. Uh, but rather than go to the top of the Kizr Shulchan Aruch again, I thought it would be nice to take a different halacha sefer. So I decided to go with the uh, Rambam's Mishneh Torah, one of the seminal works of halacha. Right, which appears just in pamphlet form, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be uh, continuing the project with Hashona Halachas 2, colon, Mishneh Torah. And we're going in to be doing... World. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And we're going to be doing two halachas a day mm-hmm. from uh, the Mishnah Torah for the duration of this new series. What is the duration? The duration is about uh, 20 years, six months, and a couple of days. Oh, my goodness. 
it's a fairly large work uh, compared to the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. And yes. you, of course, are just, Baruch Hashem, setting out in your career. You have, what, 25, 30 years till retirement? I would love to retire in, in 10 years, uh, finances permitting. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm prepared to stay on as a consultant <laughs> to see this through. 20-plus uh, years. That's amazing. Well, the mission story is a 14-volume work. So. Right. So you're planning to do, you said, two two halachas a day? Two halachas a day. It occurred to me very briefly to do a chapter a day, and then I said, no, that's going to be too hard to do to commit to up front. Now, take so, over your work life. It would, yes. So not not prepared for that. But uh, I think what we have now, it's, it's a nice bite-sized piece of halacha every day. Mm-hmm. And it's constant and... You know, the, the work is available in English and Hebrew. You know, I mean, if people really want to learn any particular portion of the Mishnah Torah before we get to it in the series, they have that option. Right. But this way, we deliver it to the inbox, and it's something every day. They get it. They read it. They know they do it. And uh, it's certainly more user-friendly than having a book on a shelf and needing to be motivated to go and get the book and take it off and right. and do it in, in your own time. With all these programs, with the Nach and the Mikra and, and mm-hmm. all, the Shnai Mikra's our Parsha program in right. the email series, uh, with all of these things, uh, people find it very useful to just make it a regular practice, and right. that's really what we're going for. Uh, so it really is an immense amount of time. I mean, 20 years, but I, I, well, I mean, just to put it into perspective, I think a lot of us who live in New York City and New Jersey are hoping that the Staten Island Expressway work will be done in less than 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, although they're not on track to do that, it feels like. Um, but, but, I think it's important for all of us to realize that just because, let's say we miss the first week, that doesn't mean that this entire project is lost. You, of course, could catch up on the archive. But, yes. But even even so, I think you could drop in any time. Definitely. If someone starts five years in the, into the program, they'll all be available online. So then they could read 10 of them a day, 20 of them a day, whatever they want in order to catch up. Right. They, all of our content that we do via these email series is also available on the website, sometimes concurrently, sometimes subsequently, but it all ends up there. That is uh, that is amazing. Twenty plus years. Um, so while you're doing that, there's still going to be a lot of other things going on. Um, one thing in particular, uh, there is the the relatively recent edition of the Mishnah Brewery Yomi. Could you? That's an incredible program. And uh, Rabbi uh, Rabbi Glad, Rabbi Aaron Glad, uh, M.D. He's the author of that series, and it's burning up the internet. He, he started this and we announced it and the people were so thrilled and the numbers, the users, uh, they love it. And, and I'm a big, big fan of this program. Um, basically, he does a page of Mishnah Brewer a day. Right. And don't even ask, I have no idea how long that takes to complete. Right. But it's about a 15-minute sheer plus or minus and it's, it's there every day. And the content is just fabulous. And I would certainly encourage, uh, certainly a much more in-depth look at halacha than we're going to be covering in the new Hashanah Halacha series. So really depending on what someone's looking to accomplish. If someone wants more depth in the Mishnah Brura, which in terms of practical halacha is really the work. I mean, it's not the only one in the world, but it's certainly such a recognized source for for practical application of Jewish law that it's uh, well worth uh, getting involved with. For people who are not familiar with Rabbi Glatt, by the way, it's 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 might be tantalizing to point out that not only is he a practicing rabbi, but he is an epidemiologist and a senior official at a Long Island medical center. I knew that he was he was an MD because I mentioned yeah. that, but I was not aware he was yeah. an epidemiologist. Yes, he is. I don't uh, even know I, what an epidemiologist is. He he deals with infectious diseases, and actually, I years ago interviewed him when I was the publisher of the Jewish Star. Uh, we we would interview him about different things, uh, and he is a, he's a senior. Uh, 
uh, he was the CEO of a hospital. I think he moved and he's now the chief administrative officer um, of another hospital on Long Island, maybe a bigger hospital. Uh, he's a remarkable guy. Uh, well, you're so, familiar with the expression, if you yeah. need something done, ask a busy person. Exactly. I, I don't know how he does half the things he does. He's yeah. really incredible. So that is uh, the Mishnah Brura Yomi by Rabbi Glatt every day on the on the uh, on OU Torah and the, and uh, and so forth and so on. That is what what else is new? Well, since we last spoke, we have mm-hmm. a couple of new series. I, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily as. Um, Big in uh, scope as the Mishnah Brewer Yomi, mm-hmm. but uh, you know everything has has a following and, and is useful. Hopefully, um, something else we started in the realm of halacha. A fellow named Richard Aiken has a website practicalhalacha.com, mm-hmm. and we have been running excerpts from that website on our website in Oyutara, and that's called Halacha Lamaisa. We didn't call it Practical Halacha because we already had a series right. called Practical Halacha, which is right. also very good. So there's a practical reason for not calling it Practical Halacha. Exactly, yes. But Halacha yes. Lamaisa means Practical Halacha, exactly. so it's kind of a wash. Very and clever. I see what you did there. Yes. Yeah. And uh, right now they're doing the uh, the laws of brachas. So mm-hmm. we just started Shehachianu. Uh, right. Uh, so it, it may change by... Uh, you know, by this coming week, but uh, we try and went up it every week or so. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, so that's again a good review of basic halacha and very fact-based for for practical applications, not mm-hmm. uh, theoretical. It's it's very on the ground. Right. My guest is Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. Is he is the editor of OUTorah.org, and uh, you're listening to the OU presents the Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Fertig. It is uh, it is Tuesday, June 30th, 2015, the 13th of Tammuz, 5775, and uh, we're just discussing uh, the very latest on the uh, OU Torah website. So, uh, in addition to uh, in addition to that, what else have you got that's that's new and exciting? Well, Rabbi Krakowski, mm-hmm. uh, Yisachar Dov Krakowski from our Israel Center, right. he had been doing some uh, Parsha series for us, and uh, that's currently not running, but he mm-hmm. started a new series for us. So you can still find his Parsha content on the website. Right. But now we're running uh, a new series from him called Ethics of Eden, oh. which is on Pirkei Avos. Right. And Pirkei Avos is a very popular summertime learning experience. Exactly. Perfect in, for this time of year. Right. In fact, as part of our uh, our Mishnah Yomi program, mm-hmm. uh, Rabbi Grossman, Rabbi Yosef Grossman from OU Kosher, mm-hmm. uh, has, uh, he did Pirkei Avos. He did Avos for uh, Mishnah Yomi, and, and those are definitely worth listening to. Right. But these uh, Divrei Torah from Rabbi Krakowski, brand new series, brand new content, and again, running about once a week, and people can get new insights into Pirkei Avos, which people always appreciate. Right. Um, so that's new. Uh, something I like, it's probably the least significant series on the site, but right. I but I like it. Uh, we used to have a daily email called One Plus One, right. where I would give one verse from Tanakh and one commentary on that verse. Yeah. And it was, just it was again, very popular. It was. They, they definitely had a following, but I felt that given the uh, limited number of hours in the day right. and uh, you know what mm-hmm. we were accomplishing, it was it was too labor intensive to uh, to justify compared to other things that I could be doing. But uh, I decided uh, after after a hiatus to bring it back in what we call one plus one special edition names. So you see, I like to <laughs> do sequels. And uh, there, there's a custom uh, in Shemona Esrei at the end with the personal mm-hmm. prayers mm-hmm. to recite a verse that either contains one's name or starts and ends with or the same letter. Alludes to it. Exactly. Alludes to the name. So... Uh, I figured, you know what, why don't we bring back 1 plus 1 as a weekly series rather than a daily series, and we can go through the names that are listed in the back of the sitter. 
And this way, you know, people can get a little insight into the verse that they're saying for their own names. So we started this fairly recently. We did the, the Avos and the Amos and uh, Moshe and Aaron and Miriam. That's, that's what we're up to so far. And I'm going to continue running names until we get through the list. And right. we do have women's names. The, uh, the book Rikshe Lev has a list of verses for women's names in the back. Most of them do not have that. So we're running alternating men's names, women's names. And uh, hopefully, again, it'll just be something that can... Give people a little extra when they dolphin. A little food for thought. Exactly. Very nice. So that's just fun. Uh, everybody is aware, of course, of the um, the uh, terrible tragedy that happened in Charleston uh, earlier earlier this month. Uh, the uh, murders of nine people at a church at a historic church in Charleston, and uh, something that came out in the news, in addition, of course, to the uh, you know to the hard news reporting on the event was the fact that in a remarkable gesture of humanity, um, members of the victims' families stood up and said in so many words that they forgive the uh, the killer, the alleged killer who uh, is uh, clearly thought to have, you know, racist motives behind what he did, uh, or is alleged to have done. And uh, they, they stood up and said, we forgive him. Now, it was intriguing to some people here um, first of all, obviously, as I said, a very, a very human, um, emotionally uh, interesting um, type of gesture. But we were wondering, uh, what is the, the Jewish outlook on forgiveness? Um, obviously, something that, a topic that comes up annually in, in Judaism. Um, so uh, you were asked, by Abramowitz, if you would take a crack at writing, uh, writing an essay addressing, addressing the Jewish view on this. What, what was the gist of it? Well, before I get into that, I just want to say that I, I don't think there's one the Jewish view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that for any op-ed one could write, some other party could write one completely disagreeing with. Right. There's certainly a lot of room for discussion. So really, I'm I'm presenting the Jewish view as I understand it right. through my really lenses. really your view in a sense. Exactly, but yeah. but I'm sure that there are many people who could write a completely different, different point of view and back it up with mm-hmm. sources, et cetera. Sure. So just from my perspective, Understood. Um, I think it's wonderful that they forgave him. I mean, it's, it's certainly inspiring and it gives you hope for mankind, but I don't think it's what we would do. And that's mm-hmm. not because we're not a forgiving people. It's because in, in Judaism, when we do tshuva, mm-hmm. when, when, we don't just go up to people and, and say, forgive me because I wronged you. We have to apologize. We have to make it right. And, you know, if, if we stole, we have to repay mm-hmm. and, and we have to resolve not to do it again. They forgave him within 48 hours of the act. And again, that's incredible. And I'm not taking anything away from them. But I never heard that he showed any remorse or that he's repentant or that he wouldn't do it again. Right. And, and, and all that may be true. But still, you know, he's, he's got some serious consequences to pay. So I think that uh, forgiveness, while not outside the realm of possibility, might be premature to just hand it over. I think that he has to work at earning it. He has to redeem himself. That, uh, as, as I say in the piece that I ended up writing, I perhaps shouldn't give the uh, the punchline, as it were, away. That's okay. But, uh, but what I say is that in, in my perspective, just looking at Jewish sources, mm-hmm. the uh, forgiveness is a prize to be hard won. It's not a gift to be passively received. And if they want to hand it to him on a silver platter, I imagine that's their prerogative. I would want him to work for it. Understood. Very, very interesting. A lot to think about there. Um, and that uh, that essay bearer by Jack Abramowitz can be found on OU.org, uh, certainly on OU.org slash life. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and uh, it was included as well in uh, the uh, the weekly um, Shabbat, Shalom. Shabbat Shalom email that goes out on Thursday evening. So that was in the, the past week's email. Um, Rabbi Abramowitz, uh, you're just a side issue. We're almost out of time, but a uh, side uh, project that you work on. You are also uh, you are an advisor. Uh, to the uh, Jew in the City website. Yes. Not connected to the OU. No. Um, but you are uh, a very popular uh, writer there, and you are, you are a brand of uh, uncommon common sense in the uh, context of Judaism and halacha, and Jewish thought is uh, is prized over there, I happen to know. Uh, how, did, uh, how did you get involved in that, and what are some of the, uh, just in a thumbnail sense, what are some of the more interesting things that you deal with there? I'm not sure how I got involved. I think I had sent Allison... Uh, Allison Joseph, who runs a Jew in the City, I think I sent her one of my books for for her review. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's how we got connected. But she and I are, are on very similar wavelengths in terms of the, the balance between following the Torah and being a committed Jew and orthodoxy, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. versus being a normal, grounded person who interacts well with others and, and doesn't have some sort of shell up between their Judaism and their humanity. Right. And, and I'm not casting aspersions on anyone, but unfortunately, one of the common things that comes up on the site and in the emails is that some Jewish person or Jewish group made a chilo Hashem. They, they, they did not make a good impression on either non-religious Jews or on non-Jews, etc. And this is something that people need to be more aware of. And uh, it's a terrible thing when it happens. And uh, and she and I have very similar points of view on mm-hmm. on how we should interact and deal, etc., with uh, with our greater surroundings. And so it just our our outlooks are very simpatico. And typically, people uh, who have uh, encounters like that that don't leave them with a good taste in their mouth about observant Judaism or about Judaism in general will write an email or a comment or something to Jew in the City to Allison, who is known as Jew in the City. Mm-hmm. And uh, very often, you will play a role in helping craft a response. Yeah, I will sometimes be forwarded uh, the emails mm-hmm. to answer. Or right. Other times, uh, we may consult with one another. Of course, right. very often she just answers them herself. Um, and and. We had one very recently, and, and I basically said, well, she ended up answering it, but I, I basically said that I would tell this person who had this bad experience that it was it was at a school. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a park, a theme park or something like that, and the school was visiting the theme park, and they, they pretty much, like, told other people to, like, stay out of certain area. Way, where they, right. Yeah, and, like, just, you know, they did not pl- play well with others. And, and I, I would explain that certain communities are very insular, and they probably wouldn't have welcomed us either, even though we're Orthodox Jews, because we're not part of their community. Right. And you know, we're, we're we're not one big mass. You know, we're we're a lot of small communities, and they're all very different. And some of them, unfortunately, are not equipped to to deal with outsiders because it's just outside their experience. So you always have to give somebody benefit of the doubt when you have such an experience. But uh, it is it is embarrassing to have people lumped together when right. when these experiences occur. Sounds like a challenging assignment for you. Yeah, but we get we get questions on everything. It's uh, really very interesting. The the things that people come up with to ask about if if I would say, you know, write down 20 questions about Jews or Judaism, mm-hmm. the things that people come up with wouldn't be on your list. And it's amazing because everyone's got their own set of lenses that they see the world through and they they write to Allison's website and uh, ask her about it and I'm privileged to get to see some of them. Very interesting. Rabbi Jack Abramowitz, he's the editor of OUTorah.org and the Torah editor of OU.org. And uh, thank you very much for spending some time today on the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, you are listening to the
Nachum Siegel Network. Let's continue uh, with our theme this Tuesday, the 30th of June, the 13th of Tammuz, of Matovu, which are words uh, from this coming week's Parsha, Parsha's Bolak. Uh, let's uh, continue with David Gabe. My name is Mayor Fertig, and thank you for listening to the Nachum Siegel Network.
Stay tuned. Coming up, we'll find out where is Ellie Hagler.
Safam on the Nachum Siegel Network. The words are Matovu Ohalecha Yaakov Mishkin Osecha Yisrael. Words from this upcoming week's Parsha, Parshas Bullock, and that is our musical theme this morning. How many songs we can play with the words Matovu? And uh, as I mentioned a little while ago, at uh, a conservative estimate of the uh, number of songs with those words in our uh, online uh, digital music system at the uh, Nachum Siegel Network, at least two dozen. So before Safam, we heard David Gabe from his album Ligabe uh, with that, and we'll have some other stuff coming up as well a little later in the show. Stay tuned. Coming up, the album of the week, then Live Lunch with ZK, the Tuesday Music Mix, and uh, then don't forget to vote for the 9 at 9, coming up at 9 o'clock tonight with Yossi Zweig. You can go to the Nachum Siegel Network and click on the 9 at 9 icon and vote for your uh, top favorite nine Jewish songs for this week. Uh, all that and much more coming up today on the Nachum Siegel Network. But now we will answer, hopefully, a burning question that uh, we've had here at uh, the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Alex, do you have that music that we uh, that we had queued up? Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky-fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. Yes, it's our very own version uh, of the uh, the song "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego." Well, that's the I, I think the original version, but we'll call it "Where in the World Is Ellie Hagler." Ellie Hagler, welcome back to your own show. Welcome back to the OU presents the the Jewish reaction. So you hosted this show since I don't know, like uh, 1895 or something, and then you just drop out of sight. So Drop where are you? Transported it slightly west. Right now, Cincinnati, I am in, uh, Ohio. Cincinnati, okay, Ohio. I'll bite. Why? Well, my wife is a doctor, and she just finished a mm-hmm. five-year residency right. at uh, Montefiore in the Bronx. Uh, she's a pediatric neurologist, and she's doing a one-year fellowship. In pediatric wow. headache at the Cincinnati so, Children's Hospital. So the the rest wow. of the family obviously is in Cincinnati as well, and that's the answer. So. <laughs> well, when I looked into just sending her and staying back Gee, with I the kids, she was why. not really a big fan of that option. But once that became quite clear... Right, so are you doing a medical fellowship also, or you're going to, to continue with your duties at Yachad? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> no, thank God I'm going to be staying on with Yachad. I'm going to be commuting um, part nice. of the week, and then I'll be working uh, from Cincinnati part of the week. And it's only a one-year fellowship. Right. But Ava's doing a medical fellowship also, right? For us to return to New York. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. Oh, definitely. Excellent. Very nice. well, he probably has really doing, steady hands He's going to go to surgery. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's oh, fantastic. Very. Ooh, see? Medical talent right the there. He could the be a dentist. So, uh, so very good. So, have you had a chance to explore your, your new, uh, your new environs yet? What's, what's something cool about Cincinnati that most people who don't live there don't know? Um, I'm not sure yet. We really only got here on Tuesday afternoon. Um, I drove, I drove with, uh, my sister and right. my dad, the two of us, the three of us drove two cars. So we rotated, and my wife and my mom flew with our two kids, and we finally oh, met up in Cincinnati after an 11-hour drive at about 6 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. So we're just kind of 
still getting settled and our moving stuff is somewhere oh my in gosh. some truck somewhere in America, we hope. And oh it should my be here gosh. somewhere between Friday It's like waiting for a Monday. lift. It's like it's like people who make Aliyah <laughs> wait for a lift. We're kind of all over the place. Exactly. This is our <laughs> this is our Schneider version of doing something super cool and unique. You know, I, my, one of my wife's best friends and her husband before maybe five or six years ago before right. they had kids that so they got married, they took a year off and they traveled the world, literally. They went to right. I think it was something like twenty five countries in one year. So this is our <laughs> much, much, much snippier version of that. Got it. And we're just going to one city. And most people just assume five that hours, right here really? Cleveland, but it's so you're five not hours away. Yeah. Even my most most people in my family. So you, you can't even just hop over to the right Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, these Not sacrifices uh, one makes for education and family. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess so. I will tell you mm -hmm. a little bit of the Jewish community here. I mean, we're only here for two days. It's very small, but very nice and very welcoming. They were actually well represented. Sure. I'm sure, remember, at the OU Community Fair. Um, it happens to be that both representatives from Cincinnati who came to the fair was Rabbi Benjamin Tannelbaum and Rabbi Ezra Goldschmidt, both of whom right. have a connection to New York. They both grew up in New York. Uh, Rabbi Tannelbaum is the oh, son wow. of Rabbi Tannelbaum from the Young Israel of Lawrence Theater. And Ezra Goldschmidt actually graduated DRSU. So it's not like you're going into a, a totally strange situation. Oh, uh, it's definitely a totally strange situation, but it's, but it's good to know that there are friendly faces. That's why, look, we've met right. more of our neighbors in Cincinnati in the last 24 hours it's than we did in almost six years and... living in Riverdale. Right. Which is both, <laughs> astounding both and indicting and all at the same time. <laughs> Very good. Well, I wish exactly. you uh, wish you a lot of luck in your new home for at least you know for the next year, and then whatever comes next. But uh, good luck to Shani. Good luck to all of you, and uh, we'll see you around the office when you're here. So thanks, Ellie. Ellie Hagler, we have solved well, the mystery. Thing, Where in the world is Ellie Hagler? The answer is Cincinnati, Ohio. This is the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. My name is Mayor Fertig. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to the Nachum Siegel Network on this Tuesday morning, the 30th of June, 2015. It's the 13th of Tammuz, and uh, we are uh, embarked on a musical theme this morning of how many... Uh, how many versions of Matovu we can fit into the show? Uh, Matovu, those words uh, found in Parshas Balak to be read in Chul this Shabbos, this coming Shabbos. And uh, so far we've heard versions from Shlemy Kaufman, David Kalish, David Gabe, and Safam. Now let's try Shalsheles Jr. and Shalsheles. That's up next here at the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Shalshelis with Matovu on the Nachum Siegel Network. This is the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction. Before Shalshelis, we heard, you're ready for this, Shalshelis Jr. with another song with the same words. Uh, it is Tuesday morning, the 30th of June, 2015, the 13th of Tammuz. My name is Mayor Furtick. Thank you for tuning in to the OU Presents the Jewish Reaction on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, we will uh, close out with one more version of Matovu. Uh, again, the words uh, from this coming week's Parshas Balak. And uh, we'll close out with 613 and their take on, on these lyrics, on these words. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Thanks to uh, Rabbi Jack Abramowitz. Thank you to Ellie Hagler and to our engineer, Alex Cook. Thanks to everybody. And uh, let's close out with 613. My name is Mayor Fertig. All the best, everybody. Have a great day. Yeah.